Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I am going to be joined by my best friend and professional better, Simon Hunter, in a moment. Simon and I haven't spoken since Sunday afternoon when Simon heard me maybe in one of my most vulnerable moments ever. Simon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, It's a moment in which he heard me go from euphoric to flummoxed to purely despondent and then basically unable to speak. Um, It was just, it was totally devastating. And I'm talking, of course, about us having Arizona minus two and a half in the DraftKings Pick'em Contest, watching Kyler Murray's miracle touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins to give them a two-point lead with two seconds left, only to realize when I was on the phone with Simon Hunter that they were not going to kick the extra point. Simon, I think it was when I called you and you said, A, I can't believe you're calling me, and B, they still got to kick the extra point when I realized they weren't going to kick the extra point. Yeah, that was, uh, that'll go down as a minute of hell in my life. They mixed that extra point, and then Nick Mullins driving the field through a pick all in that one-minute span of two of the games. So we're looking at four and one to two and three in a matter of one minute. That was brutal, man. So yesterday I got a text from my buddy, uh, Sylvie. He is the host of, uh, co-host of the Waddle and Sylvie show uh, in Chicago on ESPN radio in Chicago. And he asked me, he goes, does the Cardinals game count as a bad beat? Because in reality, like they never should have been in it. And my answer was yes, because what happened before the extra point was miraculous and it's not a bad beat like because of, but, but that's not what makes it the bad beat. The bad beat is that something pro forma, something that is just completely standard that should happen didn't happen. And that's what makes it the bad beat because the expectation at that point was 99% you're going to cover and then you didn't. Missing the, not having the extra point kicked is what makes it a bad beat. You don't get to not feel like you never were going to win the game to begin with because the touchdown was miraculous. Right. That's like my buddy texts me the same thing. goes, how is that a bad beat? I'm like, can you name me the other time a team kneeled down an extra point instead of kicking the extra point? Because I can't. So to me, if I can't think of it, that's a bad beat. Like the same thing where people are complaining so hard about the Cleveland line. Of course, bad beat, man. The guy stepped out at the one. But at the same time, he was called in the backfield. He broke a couple tackles and he broke it down the sideline and he stepped out. It's like, that's what I get when people say there's some little guy in some uh, basement in Switzerland that makes up these lines who has the ultimate computer system. That's like the theory in Vegas. There's some guy in the middle of the mountains in Switzerland who puts these lines up and that's who they steal these lines for at these sports books and offshore. I believe it, man. This dude, whoever makes these lines, he's the goat. We had so many good middle, middle opportunities this week where like that Arizona game we're talking about, you got the best of the number at one and a half. A lot of the people listen to this podcast and their competitions too. They had one and a half with the Cardinals. That's a winner. You took two and a half with the bills. That's a winner. Like the fact that they're off on these lines by half a point, it just shows we're like, we're, we're in the dog days of football where the Vegas is really sharp with these lines. And if you're not getting the best of the number, it has to scare you off where, 
Cleveland, you were the wrong side. The three and a half, we talked about it. They don't cover hooks. You were on the wrong side. Houston was the right side. So it was bad luck, but Scooch says the right side, the winning side, my friend. As Scooch says, by the way, you mentioned when's the last time someone didn't kick an extra point. Uh, as Matt Mitchell, our producer, knows, this past week, or about, oh, last week, we had a video go up. We do these videos called Great Moments in Gambling History. You put them on at Action Network HQ. And uh, they're, they're presented by DraftKings. And um, we did one last week, which was the most viewed one we've done so far this year. We've done four of them, which was in 1998, the Bills were three-and-a-half-point dogs against the Patriots. The Bills were up 21-17 with six seconds left. Drew Bledsoe threw a Hail Mary into the end zone. The uh, refs called pass interference, so there was no time left, untimed down from the one-yard line. The Patriots score the touchdown. They're up 23-21. Bills betters are still like, well – it doesn't matter. We got three and a half. They're going to kick the extra point. It's over. In protest, the Bills walk off the field. Adam Vinatieri, the kicker for the Patriots at the time, gets a direct snap, walks into the end zone. Patriots win by four. And that forever will lead Pete Carroll to be the gambling gods. People love Pete Carroll just because of that moment. If you're a exactly, <laughs> you remember it. You remember. Yeah, that's legendary. Hey, quick note from the producer here. Uh, that is the only time in NFL history a pass interference call has been called on a Hail Mary. And as a Bills fan, uh, fuck that game, uh, fuck the Patriots, and fuck Pete Carroll. All right, before we get to the recap, before we get to the recap, I just want to remind everybody, as you've heard, professional better Simon Hunter is joining the pod every week, and together we have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship we will decide what picks we should put in, five picks every week. Before we get to that recap, though, of this past week, one more thing, another reminder. We are bringing back the cash fueled phrase that pays contest. We got a lot, so many good reviews to talk about at the end of the show. From now through the end of the season, we are giving a lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week, which means everybody should root for us every week and review the podcast because they could win up to $500. And... We are giving an equal amount to the charity of the winner's choice. We have been giving away money to charity. To be eligible, go review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says every point matters. And if we like it, Matt Mitchell will randomly choose it. You will win the money and your charity will win some money. Every pick we make. Every data point we discuss, it's all available in the Action Network app. It's free. It's award-winning. Go download it. Follow at Simon Hunter. Get all of our picks every single Sunday by noon. You will know what we are going to be betting on in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. I went over our notes, Simon, because we ended up going two and three this week. Okay? I went over our notes because, like, I was so broken up on Sunday. You mentioned that Niners game as well. And, like, they were on the verge of covering the back door. And then they throw that interception in the end zone. The games we loved, we loved the Bucks. We left out the Finns. I can't remember why. Oh, we left out the Finns because we liked them at two and a half. The line got to three. So it was a coin flip. Then in the end between Washington and Denver for our last game. What happened here? This is your job. You got to be my savior. You said there was no way you, we'd put Denver in. You somehow let me course you into putting Denver in. <laughs> we lost because I am an idiot, man. I just – Denver just always has so much value, but Drew Locke is just crap, man. Throwing four interceptions in that game after the game he had against Atlanta. Kid is not a pro quarterback. He will not be in this league. The, the Broncos are hoping they can go maybe 3-13 and 13 now and get a top pick because he's not the answer. So, it, it, it definitely hurt. And the funniest part was you texted me about the Washington. That's what I'm saying, Chad. You're cursed, my friend. I'm telling you. You have the power. <laughs> in you you texted me about Washington. They're down 24 to 3. Guess what Washington does? They scored 21 straight points and cover that number that we would have got at four and a half. So, yeah, man, it was brutal. Especially when we talked on the phone, I said we literally went 5-0 and in the 1 p.m.s. It's going to be tough run here, the 4 p.m.s to get wins. And, yeah, it d didn't break our way, but – at the same time, man, we went two and three. The best bets in the, the competition went one and four. So, overall, we lost a little, but we're still in the top 50, so we didn't lose that much ground, luckily. All right, so right now, what place are we in? 
I'll have to look. We were 54 last night, and I know a decent amount of people had the Bears because the Bears, I think, were three and a half in the pick pool. So I'll have to look again. Jesus Christ, we dropped from 15th to 54th? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We're only four behind the lead. That's why it's just so – everything's so close. So every week it counts, man. That's why we're like, yeah, that, that hurts. These, we keep losing these games by half a point. Like if you just add those three games this year we've lost by half a point, we'd be literally back one game of the lead. So we just got to keep dodging these really bad weeks. As long as we don't have 0-5, 1-4, we're, we're going to be in the money come the end. So I still got high hopes. I just had a sip of water and it was delicious. Uh, <laughs> last night, last night I, I went downstairs and my wife said to me, can you make sadiki sauce? You know, like the Greek yogurt sauce. And I'm like, I can do that. So uh, I, I got out the Greek yogurt and I got out a cucumber and I got out the lemon and the garlic and I, I like grated the cucumber and like you got to squeeze out the water of the cucumber and I did it in a bowl. And uh, afterwards, I put that water in a pitcher and then put water and lemon in there. So today I'm having cucumber lemon, lemon water and it's like, it's, it's healing. It's almost taking away the sting from the Cardinals not covering that bet. What a breakdown that was. Oh my God. And it was I, pretty I damn fine. I, I don't know awesome. how to handle it. It's like, I want to come at you for being such a nerd. But it sounds amazing and delicious, and mm. I might have to make some after we get done here. It's so refreshing, and it was so easy. <laughs> All right. All right, listen. We are in 54th place. We got a lot to look forward to. We got a lot of ground to make up. We're only four games out of first. We're still going to make some money in this thing. We got our big balls bet of the week. We got our hornet's nest bet of the week. We got our survivor pick of the week. We had the Packers last week. I was never worried about it. It looked fantastic. I was mostly worried that that game was going to go over. It did not. Simon, Bears did not come through for you last night. We're going to move on from that. The Cardinals are visiting the Seahawks, and right now on DraftKings, the Cardinals are three-and-a-half-point road dogs. What do we think of that right now? You don't think about it. You just take the Seahawks. It's annoying that it's three-and-a-half, but I'll take it. I got this at five and a half. So in my mind, I think I'm getting good value. I like the opening number was four and a half. I took that. Now it's down to three and a half. I'll take Seahawks again. It's just a situational play where the Seahawks have had two weeks. They've, they've looked terrible. They've had two close games with the Cardinals. The Cardinals lost a game by three points, and then they just won a game in dramatic fashion. And a lot of people think this is going to be like a spark. To me, it's one of these, these Cardinals players today on Tuesday, you think they're really thinking about the Seahawks or you still think they're thinking about Sunday? And they already beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks need this game desperately, especially on a two-game slide. I'm happy to take the Seahawks here and, and back Russell Wilson. I know that the defense has played terrible for the Seahawks, but this just seems like a situational play where you have to take the Seahawks at home here, and, and I'm going to take them. You bet the Seahawks at five and a half. You bet them again at four and a half. No, I bet him at four and a half. I said I had him at five and a half. Am I? Yeah. Oh, okay. You've got him power rated to five and a half. It opened right. at five and a half as well. Uh, you're, listen, you're against the wise guys on this. The money has been coming in. Obviously, you can see that. The money came in on the, on the Cardinals at five and a half and four and a half. So you bet the Seahawks at the middle of the number. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to get it early because I, I was worried the public was going to come in on it, but. That's fine, man. It's not even the sharp money. If you just look at the numbers, it's every week these Thursday road teams have been covering. And I think people are just riding the trend. And they're thinking to themselves, oh, I'm getting three and a half, four and a half, five and a half with a road team here. Why wouldn't I take it? So that's why, to me, it feels like this is the sharp side, taking the Seahawks, because not everyone's going to take this side just because they've been so bad. I think I'm with you. I'm with the Seahawks. At minus. If I can get the Seahawks, like, if this continues to move down, and it could with the money and the, and the bets coming in on the Cardinals – I'm going to wait and see if I can get the Seahawks at minus three. And, I mean, you could buy it right now. It wouldn't be terrible value. It'd probably be minus 120 at minus yeah. three, which isn't terrible. Um, in my mind, if this goes to minus three in competition, this might have to be our first Thursday play of the year. We might have to take this one. I'm with you, man. You know what? We're in 54th place. There's six weeks left in the competition. Yep. It's time to make some moves. It's time for the game theory to reveal itself <laughs> i'm with you 
We are uh, we're playing a little bit of the Queen's Gambit. Oh, Chad, my man! I finally watched it. Queen's so Gambit. good, right? So good. I mean, I don't want to ruin the ending for people, but that whole thing was kind of corny. Where it was like, "Oh, the Americans are helping each other. This is so wonderful." It was like this chick's dude, a ge- dude. this chick's a genius. Hey, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. But I got to tell you, that's exactly what I said to my wife. We were sipping our cucumber and lemon water. <laughs> we're watching the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, and I said to her, "This." this ending is so not in line with the spirit of the show. Like no. the show like had an edge and it was dark and like, like it wasn't a show in which it had naturally happy endings. And like for this to be the ending of the show, it almost like she went soft. Everybody in the show went soft. Like it just sort of, it disappointed me. It totally disappointed me. But I love the show regardless. She's amazing. Yeah. I don't know the actress's name, but she was amazing. Stories were amazing. The obsessiveness. I got to tell you, the obsessiveness with chess reminded me a lot about like people's obsessiveness with gambling and like gambling culture and sort of how you think about the moves and the maneuvers and all that kind of stuff. It was fascinating. Yeah, and it's one of those where we all went through a chess phase. I don't know if you either went to summer camp or you and your friends used to just when you were like sixth, seventh grade, just play chess for like two months straight. But we all went through that phase. When you're watching it, it just brings it back where it was like, man, this is just – it is such a beautiful, simple game. And the fact that they nerd out on the show where they're breaking it down, which is like hilarious to listen to. They're like, oh, and in 1933, he moved to Queen Square 4. And it's like, what is happening? But like – the problem with gambling, it's been underground for so long. We don't really – we have a couple legends, like guys who've written books, legends of the sports betting world. But we don't have it because it's been underground for so long that, like, we don't have these guys. So now that's what's cool about nowadays is becoming legalized. You're starting to hear more names. And it, it is cool hearing all these, like, old legendary stories. And you're definitely right where the following is the exact same. People obsess about people who are really good at sports betting. So it's, it's pretty pretty cool mixing the two and talking about that. I mean, some people would say you're talking to one of the legends who sort of defined sports betting for mainstream culture. I appreciate you saying that about me, Chad. You're a minch. You're a real minch. It's like looking in the mirror. The Titans <laughs> on the road at the Ravens, six and a half point dogs, 65% of the bets, 57% of the money coming in on the Tennessee Titans. Smash the Ravens. Smash right. the Ravens under a touchdown in this game. Go. Talk, talk me off it. I hate it because he has looked bad, Lamar, and their offense looks so stagnant right now. But this is this. we have to play the situation of a by-low team in the Ravens that they've played two road games. They won one. They, they look terrible in the other one just because of a monsoon. And – We've seen it. I feel like Tannehill, not that he's turned back into a pumpkin, but like I, I don't have faith in him putting, putting money behind him anymore. With Lamar, I still have the idea in the back of my mind. This, this guy, if he has a lead, he's going to win. But the statistic I saw, he's 0-6 now when he's down 10 in any game. So that's one of those where I'm happy to take the Ravens. And if you're, if you're a lot better, as soon as the Ravens get down 10, you, you have to ride the trend. You have to take the Titans live because this is – this is getting to a point now with Lamar that we, he's had real stinker games. And he loses to good teams. Uh, that, that one we had to kind of throw out the Patriots because of the weather. This is not a good team in my mind, the Titans. And I, I'm happy r- riding with you and taking the minus six and a half. All right. I'm, I, I have no concern. Like, that to me is a lock-it-in pick right now. All right. I'll put it in. Well, let's talk about it on Sunday. Panthers minus one, minus one and a half right now at DraftKings, uh, at home against the Lions. Christian McCaffrey doubtful. Teddy Bridgewater left the game with a right knee injury. I don't know his status right now. Um, But there's no fucking way I'm taking the Lions on the road, like in a game in which is essentially winner wins. Yeah, I'm cool with pass. I'm definitely going the Lions side in this where – you're, you're exactly right. The, 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 they're finally banged up, the Panthers. They have too many injuries for me to back. I would love to take them here as, as a home team, but I can't do it. And if they're going to have Galladay back on Detroit, I'm, I'm happy to take Detroit. So 
I'm with you. Let's just put it, let's put it on the side. I want to put this one in. Well, it's interesting to me that you like the Lions, though. Yeah, it's just situational where, like, if I want to back a banged-up Panthers team, it, it's just – it doesn't feel like it's smart form where I had this line at minus two and a half for the Detroit. I thought this was going to hang when they put it up just because of the injury. And it's interesting where I feel like they're saying here that Bridgewater's probably going to play, or maybe there's not that much difference between Bridgewater and the backup QB, but I, I can't do it. I, I'd have to take the Lions here, especially if Teddy's not going to be practicing all week. Oh, my God. You know what's going to happen. I know we're putting them in. I hate it. Fucking Sunday's going to come around, and you're going to text me and like – by the way, here's what happens on Sunday. On Sunday morning, when you usually text me, I'm at my kitchen counter and I'm getting ready for the 11 a.m. show that we do on at Action Network HQ called Convince Me, Convince Me, where like Chris Raybon from the Action Network podcast and Action Network senior writer and Matthew Friedman from the Action Network and Sean Corner from the Action Network, they all try to convince me of the side, the total, and the player prop I should make. It's a great show, right? So I'm usually prepping when you're doing that. And the mistake I make is I don't bring my notes from my office down to the third, down to the first floor. And so when you're texting me these things, I don't remember everything we talked about and I have my notes in front of me. So I know like the lions are going to be there. And I'm going to like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. And I'm going to forget how much I hate the lions in this game. Yeah. You should just change my name and your context to have a chance to win a million dollars. So every time I call you or text you, you'd be like, okay, let me get everything in place here so I can give my best chance to win a million dollars. Yeah, like that time we went one and four. Hey, now, the Steelers are on the road at the Jaguars, nine and a half point favorites. This is an ugly number for me. Um, I'd like to hear what you have this power rated at. Bets and money all coming in on the Steelers. But, like, this team hasn't looked good. I had this at 10. It's 10 and a half, so I'm getting value on the Jags. The thing that worries me is I've had two straight weeks now. I took the Jags against Houston. They covered that on a little back door. Took them against Green Bay because we talked about on the show, the 14, that's a lot of points. And it ended up coming down to the wire. I think they would, they lose by four. And yeah, again, like I don't want to do it, but we got to take the Jacks here. Ten and a half against a Pittsburgh team that if we just go through the history of them and the Jags, why does it feel like every time something happens with the Jags, either beat them or keep the games close? I mean, we all remember that Bortles year. That Bortles is not a good quarterback. He went to Pittsburgh against Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and he outscored him. I think he, they beat uh, Pittsburgh that year like 44 to like 33 or something crazy like that. So in my mind, it just seems like it's one of those teams that they just the Patriot, the Pittsburgh always has problems with the Patriots and the Jaguars. And in my mind, I'll take the 10 and a half of the Jags, but I don't feel great about it. But it's just a situational play. But it's also like Mike Tomlin – as a coach, his teams underperform when they are going against really bad teams. We saw it against the Cowboys. Yeah, it's you're so right. Where maybe we should just put it in because we've been missing out on the Jags, or we've been getting good numbers, and we've just been too scared to put them in. So maybe we put that on the side as a maybe player this Sunday. Patriots uh, on the road, two point favorites. All of a sudden, now all of a sudden, the Patriots are a juggernaut. Uh, Two-point favorites at the Texans. Only reason it gives me pause is the Patriots have had the Texans number for, number for I can't even remember how many years. But how do we not take the Texans as a home dog here against a Patriots team coming off a huge primetime win in a game that, who knows, maybe the weather wasn't the big factor in it, but I can't see New England stringing together a lot of wins here. They, like This would be their third win in a row. I know the Texans are horrible, and they played horrible against Cleveland, but it's hard for me not to take the, the Texans here. And I'm hoping this number gets to three because then it's an automatic play on the Texans. If this is plus three, you have to take the Texans. I think my challenge with the Texans this year is – They're awful. It, well, yeah. They're just a bad football team. They're bad. Yeah, they're just all around bad. And it's like I've, I've always been a huge Texans backer, and and – like aired on the side of misery when it comes to betting on the Texans. But this year I've been avoiding it and my Sundays have been a lot more pleasant. (laughs) I'm with you on that. That's the hardest part about that division is they have the Jags and the Houston in it. They're both like one and seven. Like, how do we know the Colts or Titans are even good teams? It's like in that division, it's, it's brutal right now. 
You know what? Well, obviously, set me up for the transition here. The Philadelphia Eagles on the road at the Browns. The Browns are three-point favorites. Number's gone down from three and a half to three. The Eagles are dreadful. The Browns could barely beat the Texans. Like, we got bad and worse here. Eagles are awful. And this is the classic situational play where you take the Eagles here. Whenever they play good teams on the road where everyone leaves them for dead, they somehow win these games outright. So, in my mind, taking the Eagles here, I loved it at three and a half. The Sharps will obviously come in because the public is going to be all over the Browns this week. And I have to take the Eagles, especially if it's three and a half. You are setting us up for the most miserable Sunday before Thanksgiving ever. Like, this day is going to fucking suck. We're going to bet the Jags, the Texans, the Eagles. Are you kidding me? This is how we're going to win a million dollars? This is how we're going into it's, – it's game theory season, man. We got to be playing some fucking chess while everyone else is playing checkers. And if chess means, like, the Jags, the Texans, and the Eagles are going to be our pawn, our rook, and our night, I don't know if I can live with that. That's why this game's a fucking hornet in us, my friend. You got to walk in there with me. Whoa, whoa. Did we walk into the hornet's nest? I'm walking into a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. No one's walking in with us. No one wants to bet on the Eagles here. And we're due for a week of these ugly dogs, like, winning and covering outright. There's, it's been too steady of these favorites just winning outright. Like the Joe Schmo betters, the guy that do these 10-team parlays of all the money lines, they've been cashing because these favorites have just been winning outright. So I'm ready for an ugly week. This is going to be a good dog week. I got a good feeling. I feel like this is the week where we're putting our chips on the table. We're just going all in and we're saying we are going for the win this week and we're going to choose all the teams that we know everyone ahead of us is not going to pick and we're trying to make up – it's like we're going for the home run. We are trying to make it all up in one week. Not at all. These are just – you're getting good value here. This is, this is how it gets late in the season where you got to fade public perception. You can't really play what happened last week. you got to think about the whole piece and the team you're looking at. And in my mind, everyone this week in our competition, they're all going to be on the Browns. They're all going to be on the Patriots. So it is game three where if we hit these ones, these are double-ups where we can get good gaining on these guys ahead of us. So I'm with you. It's, it's ugly. I don't feel great about it, but I have to play these numbers because they're good lines. What you're saying is, we got to see the whole board. Got it. A little West Wing reference for the fans out there. Next up, Atlanta at New Orleans. I mean, who knows what's happening with Drew Brees? So let's assume that he's not going to be playing for the next two weeks. That's actually information that we know. The question is, Sean Payton has said he won't say who's starting Jameis or Taysom Hill. How do you rate this game? Let's assume it's going to be Jameis who gets the majority of the snaps. What do you have this number at? I, how can I power rate this? It's impossible to know without the quarterback, the most important position on the field. When I had to sign with Drew Brees, I had it at minus seven. This is always a battle. I would have been really happy to take the Falcons because I probably would have been up there. But with Winston, if he's really going to be the starter, we know what Jameis is. Jameis is terrible. He might have these moments of brilliance where he throws a deep ball that's really good. And, hey, maybe he'll show up in this game, his first game as a starter, and play well. But in my mind – I have to take the Falcons here. It's a divisional game. If Winston's the quarterback, this should be minus three. I'm happy to take the plus five right now. Well, now you just kind of convinced me and made me think maybe we got to put the Falcons in here too. We might have to. Uh, well, we'll keep it on the list here, but I'm excited to have a Sunday where we get to add the Falcons, my least favorite team in NFL history, uh, to our quest to win $1 million. Nothing would make me happier than a Sunday on the couch sitting with my 14-year-old son with him watching me break down in ways that you cannot possibly conceive and would never want one of your children to see by, uh, by us betting on the Falcons. I'll give you one good team this week. I can promise you that. You can? Yeah, one good team that you're just like, okay, at least I have this one good team this week. Is it going to be our big balls bet of the week? No, because it's, it's not going to take that much balls to bet it. That's how good this team is. How are the Jags not our big balls bet of the week? Did we skip over that? Should we make them? Because I, I want to give a winner. I feel bad for the people like that. I don't want to say how much money I lost in that 49ers game, buddy, but like – Whew, that was a big bet for your, your guy here. And situationally, it was smart. 
but the referees, the special teams, I mean, I can't believe how many games got dictated by special teams last week. It feels like three different games yeah. dictated Stunning. by special teams. And we're like, we haven't really had any of that this whole year. So yeah, you can read it all, all right, right man. You can read it all right. It doesn't matter. It's gambling. Well, listen, if you don't want to make the Jags the big balls bet of the week, we got we to gotta come up with one soon. We got the Bengals on the road, one and a half point dog to the Washington football team. I spoke too soon. Alex Smith came back to bite me. What's your take? An ugly game. This is like might be one of the few games I don't bet this year. Like if I'm going to end up betting it, I'll probably end up on the Bengals. But, man, I, I hate both. Both these teams, I just like I, – I, there's just so many holes in different spots. And we talked about it last week. I talked about Burrow hitting a rookie wall. And it looked like him and Herbert both hit one last week. And in my mind, you really shouldn't take a rookie on the road. But I, I don't know. I, I would stay away. Like, I can't, I can't give an honest opinion on it because I honestly had it at minus two for Washington. They're the better team. They're probably the right side. But after, after last week with Alex Smith, and I don't like betting on Alex Smith. That's why I don't want to do it again, because it was just so unenjoyable last week betting on him. Alex Smith, I think, is a professional quarterback, and he has oh. succeeded in every single spot he's been in. He just came out of a game where he threw 55 passes and brought his team back from 21 points down. The Washington football team has an incredibly good defensive line. They have a good enough running game to control the line of scrimmage. Joe Burrow looked like a wreck against the Steelers, and he was a little bit gimpy. Exactly. So why wouldn't you take – everyone's going to take Washington. That's what's making me nervous. It's like, do I want it back? Yeah, but right, they're not going to take Washington. Right now, I'm telling you, the money and the bets are coming in on the Bengals. You know why? Because everyone is still thinking about Washington as Washington. They're not thinking about them That's as true. a team that could be sort of playing its way into the playoffs in the second half of the year. Whereas everybody else is thinking, oh, it's Joe Burrow. And like, he might be rookie of the year. They're not, they didn't watch that game against the Steelers. That game didn't get any time. So like, they're just thinking Joe Burrow came back and is like the best quarter, best young quarterback in the game. I like I like Washington here. All right. That's Chad's, that's Chad. You want to make that the big balls better of the week? Cause that takes some balls to bet on a pirate, the one-legged man, Alex Smith. Oh, that is not right. This man, this man is courage. Big balls, bet of the week. We're going with Washington. I can't believe I just talked myself into Washington. I hate this team. Something's in that water, man. We're doing it. We're doing it. Washington, don't take it out. Oh, my God, that was a mistake. We're going to have, like, the worst Sunday ever. (laughs) Let's get to the late games. We got a slate of late games, and we got my favorite quarterback on my favorite team to bet in the NFL Tua and the Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Broncos. This, we we got to pass on this game. This is a – because, A, it's a buy-low, sell-high, which means we have to take the Broncos, and we're not allowed to take the Broncos. So the, the, this is a no-brainer. Everything says take the, take the Dolphins in this game. I mean, take the Broncos in this game, and we're not allowed to. Yeah. In my own we're pick not pulls allowed to. to. My own pick pulls, I'll just do the Dolphins. I don't care that it's a trap and that – all the money will be coming on the Dolphins, and this is the worst time to bet on the Dolphins. Uh, as long as Drew Locke is the quarterback, I'm with you. I, I will not be putting money on uh, Denver, but this is 100%. You're, I'm with you. This is you got to play the Broncos here, but we're not touching it because we're both on Miami. We're, we're done. We're done. What do you think of the Jets visiting the Chargers and the fact that the Jets were 10-point dogs when the line opened and the money has come in? on the Jets, and it's been moved to eight and a half? Those idiots. No, I'm kidding. Seriously, I don't right? know. They're, they're probably just thinking to themselves, it's Joe Flacco versus a rookie QB who, who's looked like he's hit that wall. But in my mind, if Bosa's back, him and Ingram, on those two DNs, Flacco's going to be a statue back there. I, I'm, I'm happy to take the Chargers, but I would not put this in the, the competition. It's just a lot of points to be laying with them. But this year, we've, uh, we've talked about it with Joe Flacco. We, we just don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he had his game of the year last week, and he still couldn't win that game. So I'm happy to take the Chargers this week. Oh, no. 
No, we're not doing. We're, we're not putting this game in the contest. No, I'm just saying betting wise. All right, you can take the Chargers. <laughs> we you, listen. If you have, by the way, if you have a better big balls bet of the week than Washington, feel free to overrule me. That's I'm a benevolent leader that way. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Like, I, if you're telling me that it's going to be the Cowboys at plus seven and a half against the Vikings then I might have to reconsider. The Packers are plus two and a half on the road at Indy. Hmm. Uh, ah. How do we not you take the take, Packers? Oh, I was just going to say you got to take the Colts. I can't. can't do it, man. Wow. After that, because they had such a big win, and the, the Packers played so bad that Situationally, it just feels like this is going to be a really easy bounce-back game for Green Bay where they line up right against the Colts. Colts are good against the run. I think the Green Bay scheme is going to do well against this Colts front scheme, and I think they'll be able to run it on them. I think Rodgers will be able to pass it on them. So in my mind, I think I'm buying low here on the Packers. I think I'm getting a good number at plus two and a half. I hate betting against the home team at less than three. It's been good to you this year, though. Like This year has been weird with the COVID where – there hasn't been a home field. So these road teams under two and a half, they've been winning and covering. So it's one of those where I'm with you. Normally I'd probably play the Colts here, but I have to play the Packers after last week. I also, uh, you mentioned the matchup. The Colts defense can fly around. The Colts defense can get to the quarterback and they, they create a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I can't doubt that. But at the same time, it's rivers, man. Like, he played really well last week, so I'm expecting this week he'll play like crap because he's been doing it all year. He'll have a good week and a bad week. What do you have a power rated at? Had a power rate of minus one Packers, so that's what I mean. I think that – Wow. I had, yeah, I had them at a road favorite, so I think I'm getting good value on the Packers. All right. Would this be the Cowboys at the Vikings, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs? Would this be – Big balls bet of the week if I hadn't preempted you with the Washington football team. <laughs> no, honestly, I was going to make it at the end of the show. I was probably going to do it, make it Houston because it's, it's so ugly. Everyone was going to hate it. That's why I was going to take such big balls and make that bet with Houston. But I'm cool with it being Washington because, like, in my, in my mind, you're, you're exactly right. Like, my numbers are saying that's the right side, and I'm, I'm overthinking it where I don't want to take them because I just hate back and Alex Smith, so – I'm good with that. But this game here, I can't do it. I cannot take the Cowboys. They, they had their everything game against uh, Pittsburgh. They've had a bye week now. Most people are going to think they're going to – they'll help the young QB having more time getting right, getting used to the offense. I, I can't do it. I just – I could see Dalvin Cook just destroying one of the worst run defenses in football in the Cowboys. So, I'll take the high number at the Vikings. And I know they're trying to scare me off with it, but – I'm, I'm going to take this one with the Vikings at home. Well, look, the Cowboys are saying that Andy Dalton might play. That's even worse for them. He's horrible. <laughs> so it, 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 you, you like it even more if Andy Dalton plays. You like the Vikings even more. I would. That guy, as soon as a little thing goes wrong, we've all seen it for all these years, he just falls apart. And their O-line still has a ton of issues – and I just – I can't back the Cowboys. I know it's it's a smart side to take because it's such a big number, and Kirk Cousins really can't cover big numbers like this. But this is more of a bet on Minnesota controlling the game with the run game. So I, I like Dalvin Cook to get right in this game. I like the Vikings here. We have a uh, text chain, a bunch of us at the Action Network. Matt Mitchell's on it. And last night we were texting about the Bears game. The Bears were up 13-10. And someone said to me, what the fuck is wrong with this team? And I said, bet the Vikings live right now because they're going to win this game by 10. And it came close to 10. They certainly won enough to cover it by. Uh, I think in that moment, they were, they were a half a point underdog. So you clearly would have won. Um, I like this Vikings team. This Vikings team to me – and we've talked a lot about this. Actually, Stucky and Raybon on the Action Network NFL podcast have talked a lot about this. Like, the Vikings were going to be one of those teams that early in the year it was going to be sort of training camp because Mike Zimmer didn't know what he had on defense. He needed time to figure it out. 
Now he's had that four weeks. They went into the bye. Since the bye, they've won three straight games. They're four and five. You, you and I talked about betting them for the Super Bowl, and I, I believe we both got a future on them. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I certainly like their chances to make the playoffs right now. Yeah, and that was actually funny. Uh, someone sent me a photo from, I guess we like posted a pod, and maybe it was like May, and we gave out a bunch of bets. And the comments are hilarious because people are just so stupid on Twitter. They're like yelling at us about how dumb we were about talking about the Ravens like under win total and the Pittsburgh to win that division. Because I think we gave out plus like 400, plus 450 maybe, Pittsburgh to win that division. Yeah, exactly. It's just like funny where now we're at this point in the season. I think we both got Cardinals at like 50 to 1 or 45 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We've never felt better. It's like that's a live that's a live team in the NFC where all these teams they all have so many glaring weaknesses. It's such a toss up year that I'm really hoping they don't update these playoff formats because I there's some of these tickets you have to read your fine print. Say they do move it to eight teams, make the playoffs or whatever weird thing they might do, they might cancel some of your future bets. And this is something people need to be aware of that it depends on the casino and where you bet it. Some of them might cancel your future, but if they change the playoff, because that technically changes what they gave out and changes the odds. So it'll be something to keep your eye on, but I'm, I'm feeling good right now with our futures. But our, our Bears, I bet they're over of wins. What the hell, man? They're five and two. Now they're five and five. Now I got to sweat the seven, seven and a half. This is, this is brutal with these Bears, man. I, don't, I said to my, in a different text chain last night lamenting the Bears, I was texting with my buddy Matt. And uh, I said, this is a 5-11 and 11 team that's going to go hire Eric Bieniemy. I actually wouldn't hate that move. I just, I just love imagining you, like, stomping up your stairs, going into your little office here and ripping down your Bears flag and being like, that'll show them. <laughs> I believe the text, the text last night was, uh, you know, we're like, is this, is this the worst offense that we've ever seen in our history of Bears fandom. And I wrote back one first down since the second quarter and 14 total yards, it could be. And then the next text is after Nick Foles went down, he just wrote back, I think he's dead. And I wrote back, I, I wrote back, seriously, look, his foot is twitching like he's dead. And, and then we were like, this is the most Bears thing ever to actually kill their quarterback at the end of the game in which they're like flailing away. Um, yeah. And, and like, then we were just glad. Then, I, then we were glad he was alive. I watched the second, like I passed out early cause I had to get up to do stuff this morning for obviously the podcast. And like, I watched the second half this morning. How do you not get an offensive touchdown at home against a Vikings defense that has no names on the D line. They got no names in the secondary and they might have like one good safety. Who's been in the league forever. It's, Oh, man. Bears, Bears, Bears. Because that defense, it's such a waste. They're like one of the best defenses in the league, and it's just wasted away. But we can, we can move on, buddy. I won't keep reliving the pain with you. That is a generational comment right there. All right. Chiefs at Raiders. Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Las Vegas. Speaking of Eric, the enemy future coach of the Chicago Bears. Don't care that it's the public play of the week. I want to thank Vegas ahead of time for moving this down from seven. Give me the Chiefs. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Love it. After a bye week, we talk all the time. Andy Reid after a bye week. He just covers, baby. Don't think about it. Six and a half. Chiefs already lost to the Raiders. The Raiders did supposedly did a victory laps around their stadium and buses. Give it to me, the Chiefs, man. I'm taking the adjusted line, too. I'll take them minus ten and a half. I'm I love this with the Chiefs. It just wow. Feels like they're gonna, it feels like they're going to beat the crap out of this Raiders team. That's an interesting play. Would you want this to be in the contest over the crap-tastic selection we have so far? This let, is our one let, good team. I, I promise you one good team. This is it, baby. This is the, right, I'll well, give you the best gonna, team in football. We're going to have to decide like who, who's potentially in our top five then. Uh, Rams visiting the Buccaneers. The Rams are three, three-and-a-half-point uh, underdogs in Tampa. Monday night football. Got to play the Bucks here. Looking at this game, these teams match up well. 
but the Rams just lost their all pro left tackle. And yeah. what do we know about golf? Golf cannot handle pressure. And in that game, after that tackle went down, they really didn't do much on offense. So in my mind, I know the Buccaneers just played the perfect game on offense, but I think this is going to be more of a defensive game for the Buccaneers. So primetime game, Tom Brady against golf. We all know the history here. We all, we're all going to be taking the Tampa Bay. So I'm sure this will be a public play by the end of the week, but as long as it stays under five, I'm happy to take the Buccaneers. Are we, are we ready to commit to a Monday night game if we're ready to commit to a Thursday night game? Yeah, that's, is that too much for us in one week? Yeah, let's uh, – That's a lot. I mean, that basically means we're in agony from Thursday until Monday. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll text about it, but I, I can't see us playing the Monday because I like that we're done on Sundays. I, I prefer it, honestly. All right. So, right now, the games that we love and, – and, and, again, all subject to change. Seahawks, if we can get it at minus three, we are willing to bet a Thursday night game. Ravens minus six and a half. Jags plus 10. Texans plus three, which would be our alternative big balls bet of the week. If, if, I'll get to it, we also like the Eagles plus three against the Browns. That is our hornet's nest. We are walking right into it. The big balls bet of the week. Courtesy of Chad Millman, Washington minus one and a half. We also like the Chiefs minus six and a half. So, and then we got the Bucks, but you know what? I'm taking the Bucks out because we don't want to bet Monday night. And That's we finally come to everyone's favorite segment, our survivor pick. Survivor pick. Oh, God. This is a tough week, man, where they're begging us to take the Vikings and they're begging us to take the Chargers. And there's zero chance we've used either of them yet. What do we want to do, man? Do we want to keep our trend going where we just fade? Like the Jets, we, we know for a fact they're trying to tank. They're trying to get this number one pick. There's no doubt in my mind, especially after watching that Patriots game. They had that game every which way, and they completely gave it to them at the end there. So I don't hate taking the Chargers. This is a week we have to get ready to using them. It's a little scary, but in my mind – it's one of those we have to go against Flacco still, right? You like the Vikings better. Oh, man. You, you, you have better faith in the like, Vikings. I have so much more faith in the Vikings. All right, that should be – all right, everyone go and bet Cowboys money line, and we'll take the Chargers in our uh, pick pool. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are cursed, uh, Jeff. You are cursed. I'm not cursed. I live a fantastic life. <laughs> you know what it is? It's not cursed. It's, it's like I've been so lucky in every other way that the betting gods, this is how they choose, this is how they choose to inflict pain on me. No, no, that's the Bears QB. Yeah, that's how they yeah. get you. That's, that's, well, that's been a lifetime of pain and agony. And now I feel badly <laughs> like I've passed it on to my, my 14-year-old who's watching the game and like oh, they man. threw a screen on third and long. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck are yeah. they doing? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. We can just send it out to the Twitter folks and we'll put the Vikings or the Chargers because everyone's going to be in between these two. And that we're so due for people to get knocked out of these survivor pools, man. This is like getting crazy at this point. So. We're going to coin flip I think it. We got it. One of these teams is losing. I feel like we know that for a fact. We got to go with the Vikings. All right. We're making an executive decision right now. Putting all the blame on Chad. I like this feeling. I feel, I feel yeah. light now. I'm taking full responsibility. Perfect. I can own it. All right. So uh, I gave everybody our picks. Uh, once again, running them down. These are the games we're going to choose our five from. Seahawks, if we can get it, minus three. Ravens, minus six and a half. Jags, plus 10. Texans, plus three. Eagles, plus three. Washington, minus one and a half. Chiefs, minus six and a half. That's what we will choose our five from. Simon, we got to get to our reviews because this one is so nice, and I'm so excited for this person. And, um, and people that are asking, you can, if we don't pick you, you can write another review. It doesn't – you can yeah. keep writing them. You can write a new one every week, if, whatever suits you, man. But like eventually, you'll get picked. The numbers work out. Why do people, I feel like nobody asks me these questions on Twitter. I feel like everyone DMs you on Twitter. I don't get anything. 
I'm I'm pretty cool, man. I don't know if you've noticed by doing this, but I'm pretty pretty cool. So yeah, man. People are just always DMing the Simon, you know. Oh Jesus, the Simon. Now, <laughs> now he's the Simon. All right, here we go. Ugh. Last week we asked fans. We asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and used the winning phrase in the review were eligible to win up to five hundred dollars. We had loads and loads of reviews in a second. We will reveal this week's winner, but first we are doing another Phrase the Pays contest from now through the end of the year. The winner earns $100 for every win Simon and I have in that week's contest. We will match that number with a donation. The Action Network will match that number with a donation to the winner's favorite charity. Go rate and review the pod using the phrase, this week's Phrase the Pays, Simon says every point matters and we will randomly choose the winner to get that cash. And by the way, Matt Mitchell informed me this this morning. A lot of times people are putting in the reviews, but they have to go through a approval, an approval process through Apple. So you might put it in a review this week using Simon Says Every Point Matters. It might not show up until the week after. So like we have some reviews for previous phrases that pay and um, that are showing up like a week later. So we are giving people credit for that. Um, but go rate, go review, you know, hope that, it, hope that it wins. Like this week's winner, Colby Jasper Hall. Start celebrating, brother. You just heard your name on a national podcast. Diaper <laughs> money. Uh, let's see. Uh, Simon, with the wholehearted support of Chad, says you win, we give. And thank goodness for that because if I had to pay – Fair market for their collective wisdom. I probably wouldn't have anything left to bet. Karma pays it forward. Isn't that exactly, that is exactly what this podcast does each and every week. Just like super producer Matt Mitchell gave up his previous life for an audio storytelling degree. Chad and Simon give up their privacy to uh, invite listeners in as they navigate the NFL slate. Whether you are faced with the uncertainty of fading the Chiefs, or betting actual money on the Falcons. They talk through the chaos in a way that is intelligent, practical, and relatable. With 10-week twin old girl, 10-week old twin girls in our household, this podcast, blah, 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 has basically become a weekly gift card for diapers. Guess what, buddy? Guess what, Colby? You're getting $200, because that's the number of games we won last week, and we're giving $200 to your favorite charity. You're gonna buy a whole lot of diapers, with that money, Colby Jasper Hall, you are the phrase that pays winner. He said some nice things. Yeah, he sounds like a nice guy. And I'm happy we can buy more diapers for him. We're buying us some diapers. And by the way, thank you. Thank you for mentioning Matt Mitchell. He loves that. It's true. I do. <laughs> totally. All right, folks, this has been the podcast. Make sure you download the app, follow at Simon Hunter. That's where we will put our final picks of the week. So go check it out. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Action Network. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.